1: And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? There's so much going on. I get, you know what? It's I'm just, outbound week. It's We've outbound for week. For
0: months, I'm so excited that it's finally here. Dude, I just, you know what? I'm working on the final presentations and the sessions, and I'm, just, I'm getting charged up. I just cannot wait.
1: It is going to be so much fun. I know we're going to be meeting so many uh, of our friends from the podcast audience. We're looking forward to seeing you this week, and hopefully uh, hopefully, we'll see some of you on Friday as well for the advanced track. It's going to be a super week in Atlanta. And by the way, if you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, bringing true value. We call it Selling from the Heart And last week's conversation with Paul Hari, what a great, uh, what a great conversation. I love that guy. And uh, (laughs) it was, I mean, it was irreverent. It was funny, but it was full of great stuff about how buyers size up sales reps in like a split second and what you can do to put yourself in the friend column instead of the foe column. That was good. And just getting, if you don't do anything that get to the last part of that, where he talks about the CEO method. Oh my goodness, what a great conversation. So thank you, Paul. And uh, it's been a blast getting to know you. This week, we want to bring it back in-house and we want to talk about a topic that's near and dear to your heart, Larry, mine as well. And that is get valuable before you get visible or you'll get vetted.
0: Oh, where do I even want to start with this one, dude?
1: (sighs) It's just, oh, um... So many reps want to get. I mean, it's being a salesperson. We have got to get visible, right? But so no. many reps get out there and they they show up with no value um to add, face to face or digitally, and they get vetted right away. Well, it's
0: you know, and, and I got I got to start off my comment saying, hey, you know, no disrespect to anybody out there, and and we're, and it's not you know what we're going to talk about. What I'm going to throw at you guys it, it, is not is not to piss you off, it's to get you to think. And, and it's, I agree on the visible and the valuable and the vetted, right? I, I agree with all that. And some people, you know, are looking at this from, okay, well, what comes first, chicken or the egg type thing, right? Right. I just go, hey, listen, you know, put yourself not in your shoes in somebody else's. There's so many people because of social, Daryl, that's fighting to be seen. Yeah, I get it. Right. We're yeah. all fighting to be seen. We all want a piece of the action. I get it. Right. Yeah. but it, it, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's how my warped brain thinks. But I look at I look at it from this way as I, yeah. I start watching people and I start watching patterns and I start seeing these people, you know, charge really hard on social. Right. They want that viral video. They want the dopamine rush and all of mm-hmm. that. And they start doing these videos and all of a sudden they're gone. Right. You don't see them. And then they yeah. pop back in like six weeks later. They right. don't. They haven't. They haven't internalized the value they're bringing. They're not bringing any nuggets because they're chasing the rush, and that's the visibility part of this. And guys and girls, if you're in sales specifically, you got to understand
1: how to bring your value. You got to understand what you bring. Well, I think that goes for social. I think that goes for every aspect of prospecting. Right? When you think about. Um, emails i mean we get prospecting emails and and i get them all day long you get them all day long and there's just nothing there of value right and you vet that out in in split second you usually i mean i'm you know when i'm a marketing hat on you we know you vet an email based on the title you know the subject line of the email but as a salesperson it's not just the subject line it's you know is it Is it all about you or is it value and insight that you're bringing to the the prospect? Same for face-to-face prospecting, phone prospecting, social, you know, if you bring in video, it doesn't matter what the the channel is, what the communication uh, medium is. But the the real thing is, you know, are you bringing value to the table, something that's going to be useful to your prospects? If not, you get vetted and prospect all day long. Uh, but if you don't have something to say that's useful to the person on the other end of the line, I mean, it's not going anywhere. Well, no, and, and, and here's some I want layer onto what you just said is we
0: all have value. We mm-hmm. all bring value, right? It's just we have to understand, and especially in the sales world, and again, mm-hmm. this is just my two cents worth, is we have to learn how to not always be in sales beast mode. If you, get, if, you, if you get it right. It, it, I mean, we all bring valuable insight. We all bring valuable bits of information. We all bring valuable experiences. We yeah. just got to take a step back and quit spewing sales stuff all the time. Now, granted, I mean, that's what we're paid to do. Yes. But you got to understand at the end of all of this, it's just a human having another conversation with another
1: human. Well, that's the real question. I think you asked this really well in one of your LinkedIn posts this last week. Is are you are you prospecting for an you know a hot opportunity, or are you prospecting for a relationship? And if you're prospecting for an opportunity, yeah, you're gonna you know go through the proverbial haystack to find the needle. The problem is, and you you will you probably will find the opportunity, but along the way. You'll have missed, you know, the 99 out of a hundred people that you blew off and in just brushed off in the in the attempt to find the needle, uh, the opportunity. You will have missed the opportunity to create 99 conversations and relationships. And what if what if you approach this in instead of just saying, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, grind it out until I find the deal? What if what if I approached it, as you said, in terms of how many conversations can I start today? Because those conversations, you will find the opportunity. In fact, I would say you're going to find more than than just that hot opportunity. You're actually going to create a, a pipeline. Um, but what if what if we approached these, you know, this this getting visible uh, instead of just turning over rocks to find uh, the hot deal? We we didn't turn over rocks. We opened conversations, right?
0: yeah and and Open it's
1: relationships
0: yeah and it's and it's interesting i i was with a sales team earlier earlier in the week and we were talking about that yeah. yeah. And that, that very thing is, are you open up conversations or, you know, you use the term, are you looking for a needle in a haystack? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I don't want to discredit. We got to look for deals now. That's, that's part of it. I get oh, it. But, oh. but, it, but if that's what all you're focused on, everyone's so short-sighted, right? And this, I can run this one way up the ladder because I know where it's coming from, but we're so focused on that 30 day window or that 60 day window, right? everyone's focused on, you know, what are you going to sell? You get to the middle of any month, right? What are you going to sell the last two weeks of the month, right? Mm-hmm. We're halfway through a quarter. What are you going to close by the end of the quarter? And that's the mentality that we beat on to salespeople. But no, everyone's taken a short-sighted approach, Daryl, I think, the prospecting, and that's it. So I think if you can, what you do at social and the valuable moments you can create on social, that's mm-hmm. your midterm to long-term prospecting. And if you can commit, on a daily basis. Right. And if your managers aren't going to hold you accountable, then you got to hold yourself accountable and say, you know what? Yeah. I got to look at this short-term prospecting. I get it. Right. Mm -hmm. But I also got to look at things in midterm and long-term and how many conversations am I opening on a daily basis and how many new relationships am I opening on a daily basis?
1: Cause that's going to be your ticket to, you know, success. Yeah, absolutely been thinking about this, you know, in terms of, of we all have value You're looking at the beginning of this, get valuable before you get visible. We all have value, but I think, um, you know, in the companies that we work for, the products that we sell and, um, and, and ourselves, I mean, that's the combination of the value we bring to the table, but if value is not, um, articulated, it doesn't exist. So if, if we don't communicate value, how is anyone supposed to know about the value that we bring? And, and so one of the best ways to get visible is by communicating value. It is by going out there, and social's a great place to stir it up in the value you know world is, is to go out there and share the ideas that, uh, that you've learned over the years. I mean, many people, really, it doesn't matter whether you're two months, two years, two decades into your sales career you've been through some training, you've, you know, you have some life experience, you have value to add. Um, Go ahead and, and, and put that out there. Share, share helpful ideas. I mean, I I always, you know, I, I can't go an episode without quoting insight selling it seems like, but I mean, they surveyed, you know, the buyers, Mike Schultz told us about the research, 700 plus B2B buyers. What's the number one thing you want from a rep insight, bring me ideas, bring me value. And um, so let's lead with that. Let's put that out front. And then when we do get around to prospecting, getting visible, when people see us, they see value. Yeah, and, and it, but it's, and
0: that, those are hard things to break, right? Because salespeople for decades have been so focused on their product, their company, their service, you mm-hmm. know, everything else. That's all they've been focused on. It's hard to break bad habits. I get it. Mm -hmm. But if you could just take little small actionable bite sized chunks of what Daryl and I are talking about, Mm -hmm. you'll be amazed what happens. And and it's just, you know, I would encourage, I would encourage those listening to the podcast and and so forth, start role playing with your buddies, right? Start role playing with the other salespeople on your team, or encourage role playing with your manager and lead the way, you know, start, you know, start having those dialogues inside your sales team as you practice Mm-hmm. practice rolling some of this stuff out because nothing worse than practicing on
1: your clients. Yeah, no question. You know, as I've been working on the the book and, and, I'm, and I'm at the beginning stages of writing a book on value selling, which has been a lot of fun. Um, there there are some categories that we can throw out there for you to think in terms of the value that you add. Um, you know, salespeople, unfortunately, uh, we're conditioned to think, think in terms of financial value, like how much money, Hard costs? Am I going to save you? And and my LinkedIn article this morning, um, dude, that was brilliant. You know, That's like might have been one of the best lines I've heard you drop in a while, dude. Hey, if you just only sell based on financial value, which is you know based on cost savings, you're just like lowering someone's cost is a oh man, it's like a it's a death spiral for you. And in the in the in the process of just selling based on lower costs, you know, to your client, lower. I mean, you're just, you're killing your career, you're killing the industry you work for, all of that. So what are the categories of value? If you want to think about value that you can add and communicate, well, there's, I think there's primary in the B2B space, two sources of value. There's business value, like how can, how can you help your client's business be better in terms of the, uh, ability for your client to deliver a better service products, et cetera, to their customers in terms of your ability to make their business better by helping their internal processes, their employee experience be better. Um, How can you help their business be better in terms of how they work with their suppliers? I mean, there's all of that. There's the customer experience, their employee experience, the supplier relationship, you know, and and you got to look at what you sell and go, how could, um, how, how how can I help, uh, how can my products and services help my prospects and clients do better business? Um, that's one category of, of value. And, and so if you're looking for ways to, to communicate value, start asking yourself that question. And as you think of answers, write those down and start sharing those out on social and inside your conversations. But the other, the other category of value beyond uh, how can you help your clients do better business, is how can you help your clients reduce their risk? And that's, you know, another huge, often unspoken area of value is, you know, how can you help clients reduce their exposure, whether, you know, it might be risk of theft because of all this cyber, you know, crime going on right now. It could be reducing their risk of a lawsuit or reduce their risk of a compliance fine or, you know, even, even simply reducing their risk of a natural disaster. Think in terms of, uh, you know, what can my offering do to help reduce risk for my client? So you've got value now in terms of how could you help their business be better? Or I guess if you sell to consumers, how could you help their life be better? Um, and and then second of all, you know, how could you help clients reduce risk? As you start getting those ideas, you're forming the framework of your value proposition. And you can start to move from I'm cheaper than the other guy and can save you money to I can help you run your business better and reduce your risk, and that's oh, hey. what we can share, right, Larry?
0: Yeah, no, and you and you bring up some great points because um, boy, those that was
1: some wisdom, dude. Thanks, well, man. I'll you start, start writing this down. stuff down, it starts coming together. No, but, sure but, but, but to come out, <laughs> yeah, I, you, I, either then either I'll cannot. be in the uh, but, author category with Larry. I, oh, that's going to be so much fun. Being a celebrity like you, having oh, security, dude, cards, I, I want all dude, that stuff. Oh, I'm throwing it right back at you. I, you always say I want
0: to walk a day in the life of your shoes, but nevertheless, but no. A couple of things that you just said because what you said pings off of the manifesto that's in Selling from the Heart. Yeah, and it there's does a couple of things in here and it, and also a chapter in my book. But it, you know, for all those who think that they just got to lead with price, I said, hey, listen, right? If you open and lead with a transactional conversation, you got a transactional relationship, yes, which will be replaced by another transactional relationship, someone else that can save them some money. Exactly. (laughs) So now, and and I like where you're going with the business value and all that because I challenge people you know, it's in the chapter selling from the heart. I said, you know, when's the last time you've sat down with one of your clients and had a really great business conversation with them that didn't involve you trying to sell them something
1: like learning about their business.
0: Right now, stop and think about that one for a second. You know, so you could take, you know, and here's an idea take your top five clients. Right. And just for the next month, right? Just one a week or one every other week. I don't care how you do it, as long as it's your top five and just, you know, sit down. You and I have spoken about it, Daryl. Buy them a cup of coffee, get them out of the office and just learn about what they have going on. Oh, but that's so, that's like heresy in the sales I oh, know, but it's right? so It's so hard. It's so it's, hard. And then I'm going to hear the excuses. Well,
1: I don't have any time. <laughs> and I'm going to say, you know, that's bull crap. I know you have time. I know. I mean, I just had that conversation last week in the technology sales world is, we're not going to ask a question unless it directly points to our product or service. And I'm like, You know, and um, I didn't have time to answer it, but, you know, inside, I'm thinking, <laughs> That's nuts. You want to ask a question that's going to open a conversation and going to help you learn about their primary business uh, aspirations and goals. Because, hey, if you can't attach your recommendation to a client's primary business goal, what's the chance of them allocating budget and time to you? you? It's it's minimal. I mean, you're insane if you don't ask questions about their overall business. That's how you earn trust. And that's how, you, uh, that's how you begin every conversation. You earn trust and you learn about their business drivers. So then when you do finally get around to talking about um, what you do, uh, you're able to add value that is meaningful to them. And I think that's the, the next thing about value. When you talk about get valuable before you get visible, you've got to then take that into a sales conversation and make that meaningful value. Because based on my business and my goals and where I'm headed, um, you know, you've, you've got to be able to add value. No,
0: and, and, and that's meaningful
1: and to me. Right. And, and it's so true
0: because I mean, you and I have had, you know, so many hilarious offline conversations about this, but, but, <laughs> but what's interesting fly is as right, much as you and I travel and, and I, I always say, you know what? social, you know, there's so many great things that socials opened up for salespeople all across the world, but it's right. also shined a big shiny light that said, you know what, we all can do better. Yeah. And, and I think what social is really shining the light on right now, and, and I'll just drill on it is the sales profession can do so much better at articulating value. The sales profession can do so much better in how they position themselves. They can do so much better with how they drive business conversations. Right.
1: And well, that's that it, what socials exposing. It is. and But it's not just social. It's real. I mean, it's sales conversation. I had a sales experience this week. So I am, um, I'm married to an extremely talented photographer. She has a studio outside the house. And so we bantered around this idea about getting a house that would allow us to accommodate a studio in an outbuilding or a second floor. So we met with a salesperson this week, a real estate agent. And what shocked me, Larry was it was kind of like any other sales thing. It was so focused on the specifications of the house, like how many square feet and when the roof had been repaired and all this kind of stuff. And no one took, you know, this, this particular salesperson, I hope they're not listening. Maybe they are, if they are, take this as a learning experience, didn't ask about my personal goals and aspirations. Had they done that, uh, they would have learned you know, that, the, that I don't want to move. <laughs> I don't want to buy a house. I don't want to pack up all the junk in my house, but I do you know, want to be able to move my wife's studio home, or at least she does. So we, that value conversation, everything could have been presented in the context of meaningful value um, to me and, and, uh, and my lovely bride. Um, and even if that house wasn't a fit, there could have been conversation about, well, what could be a fit? But you know what, that salesperson so focused on, you know, the transaction and the specifications of the property didn't, you know, get around to asking about our life, about why we want to move, about our family. I was shocked. I was, you know, I was driving away going, what a total miss. But, you know, then the mirror shines back in, your, in my face and your face and all of our faces to go. Are we asking the questions and driving the conversation up front so that we can make our value meaningful to our prospect inside those sales conversations? Or Are we ignoring it or are we just throwing value against the wall like spaghetti, hoping that, you know, something sticks? And boy, you got me all fired up, Larry. You've got to start the conversation in any, any business to business or business to personal Sales situation—you got to start the conversation on the goals and and challenges related to those goals.
0: I mean, yeah, it, and and we,
1: we want to start the conversation around our stuff.
0: It, it's because that's what we've been trained and that's what's been ingrained and beat into our head. Well, and not it's, if you train them or I train them. Well, no, way, but yeah, but, it, yeah. but it just goes. but, uh, but unfortunately, but you know, uh, unfortunately, it's it's a vast majority of what's going on out there. And, and it's just, it's unfortunate, but I remember just a tip of the cap to Kevin Davis. Cause I remember um, when I read slow down, sell faster. Now this goes back to you know, nine, 10 years ago. Yeah. It, you know, that was a big awakening and there's a lot of great nuggets inside slow down, sell faster by Kevin Davis. But you know, how, how does that relate to in the context of what Daryl and I are talking about is, you know what, it's really hard. And, you know, contrary to what others might believe is it's really hard to sell something to somebody if you don't spend the time to get to know them. And what happens is, is because of poor prospecting habits, number one is we rush the deal through the funnel as fast as possible because our pipelines are anemic, right? Our relationships Mm -hmm. are weak. And I'm not saying all, but a vast majority. And if you just slow it down just a little bit, Hey, Mm -hmm. I got to get to know what Daryl's all about. What's Daryl's makeup, right? What's important to him? I actually start uncovering things that I never would
1: have known about Daryl if I just crammed this deal as fast as I can through the funnel. Yeah, and I know some of you are sitting there thinking, well, shouldn't you know that when you walk in the door? And um, some of that you actually should. And if you slowed down and took a moment to actually learn about um, your prospect's business and learn about your prospect from what you can glean online, doesn't take a lot of work, but it <laughs> slow down a little bit you could still drive those conversations at the beginning about business aspirations, goals, challenges, all of those things and give the context so that you're able to add value. Um, And man, this, (laughs) this is, uh, I can't wait to see what you have to say at outbound this week. So tell us what you're going to be talking about. Cause I know many of our listeners uh, are going to be at outbound. And if you want to be at outbound, Sorry. I'm so sorry you missed out is sold out, but I'm sure they'll do it again in in a year. But for those of you who are coming this week, who have the golden ticket, um, what are what are you gonna be talking about next Friday?
0: Well well, first of all, the golden ticket reminds me of Willy Wonka, so never mind. Well, <laughs> I got the golden. You're ticket, not the bratty
1: man. kid, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know that. For some reason, I heard "golden ticket," dude, and
1: that just popped into my head. Well, so there you go. I, there will be lots of delicious truth bomb nuggets <laughs> dropped. Uh, like, no, so I'm actually, I, just tell us what you're going to talk about. Oh, I
0: know, because <laughs> stop it, man. So I'm actually I'm running two sessions. Yeah, on on Friday, and, and one's on obviously value before visibility. It's just it's the whole concept of really getting noticed online. Yeah, by creating valuable moments, because if you can create valuable moments, you'll actually get seen ten times faster. Yeah, and you'll drive better conversations that you ever have before. And then you know, my second session's all around um, how to
1: fill the funnel by just being human on social. Oh, that's gonna be so good. I can't wait. I I have actually have a, a front row seat to uh some of the content as we've been putting it together this last week. And I gotta say that you definitely wanna be in one or both of those sessions. It's it's gonna be really good. Um and that conference, I'm just so thankful for the the leadership of of um of the team putting together Outbound. Um, you know, you got Jeb Blunt, Mike Weinberg. Uh, we got Mark Hunter, Anthony Reno putting all this together. It's, it's going to be, it's going to, it's world-class stuff. And I'm so honored that we get to be a part of it. And so we'll probably have some, I'm sure recap of that on next week's selling from the heart podcast, which is going to be a blast. But till then, uh, by the way, if you're coming to outbound, look for us. We'll be wearing the red shirts, hopefully. Um, if they if our bags show up, uh, we'd love to shake your hand, get to know you. Uh, but uh, till next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep bringing real value, get valuable before you get visible, and most of all, sell from the heart.